0: Welcome, just a family. This is our mini episode. So, welcome to our mini episode. Date, we are talking today about emotional eating and how it can really do a lot of damage in your life when you are emotionally eating. So, today's episode is sponsored by a Phoenix Identity, they are offering you a clarity session because, well. When you're emotionally eating, there's probably something going on in your life that you're not happy about and we'll help you get to the bottom of that and figure out what that is. So link in the description, go take a look at that. They're offering you that clarity session. Sign up for that and start getting a little bit of clarity on what's going on in your life and why you are emotionally eating, which is damaging your health. So in that light please like follow and share the show at justalivetv.com sign up for our newsletter to know that when when we are launching new mini episodes our live stream as well as our just a blog so do that at justalivetv.com follow us on our various social media accounts and get in touch we're always looking for guest co-hosts guest speakers guest bloggers and of course future topics so today I'm Melissa Kretschler, of course, most of you know that already, (laughs) I'm your host of Just Alive TV, but I'm going to hand it over to Paula Yoles, and I hope I pronounced that properly.
1: You got it perfect.
0: I'm going to let you introduce yourself.
1: you got my name perfectly. Thanks, Melissa, for having me. I'm Paula Yoles, and I help women release emotional eating so that they can step into having a peaceful relationship with food, their bodies, and themselves and I'm the founder of the End Emotional Eating with Ease Method. So thank you for having me.
0: Absolutely. So what do you think is the number one cause of emotional eating?
1: Well, um, the first word, emotional. So we are we have to eat, we have to have food, and it has lots of different layers that are complicated. Uh, anybody's everybody has some kind of little push-pull with food in their lives, no matter uh, how you grew up, where you live, because it is just, um, a, there's just complications around it. Your mom told you to eat everything on your plate, or maybe your dad or some adult you live with, you know, that, um, that you have to eat your salad first. That was a thing in my household, you know, growing up. So there's just layers put on. And So that's part of it, the patterns and habits and things that happen in your family were growing up, and so that creates patterns, and then there's, for a lot of the women I work with, it's really them, and all, I should say, all the women I work with, it's the emotional piece, that something in their lives along the way, they needed to figure out how to soothe themselves because something wasn't being provided for them in their lives growing up with their families or in their situations not here feeling heard or need being people pleasers and so then the soothing of food is what they turned to and um, it's not their fault when you're little you have to figure out the best tools you can do to cope with your with your situation that you're living in and so food is readily often not always readily available um, for people who end up being emotional eaters. And so they ended up soothing themselves because they didn't know how to do it in another way when they were younger often. And then that just became a pattern that has been around for years or decades even, and it's hard to bust through it.
0: I love that and and I think that it it is true emotional eating is is self soothing it's like any any other form of addiction right we become addicted to or we we look for different ways to cope process and just live with the emotions that we're feeling and a lot of times that tends to gravitate more towards addiction self-harm anything along those lines but emotional eating is is can be just as bad because your emotional eating you're gaining weight um, if you're trying to lose weight in your yo-yo dieting like we had talked about in the pre-screening um, they can just cause so many things but then there's also the shame and the guilt behind emotional eating and see that's that's where I come in right is that shame and that guilt because number one what's causing you to emotionally eat in the first place what are you trying to soothe what emotion or feeling or thought process is is bringing you down that road consistently where you need feel the need to emotionally eat but secondly is you know just what why why do it right um I know women who diet and they go to they go to the gym and they diet and they're beautiful and their their body is perfect for them right for them because there is no perfect body style
1: exactly exactly
0: it's for them and yet at the same time, they deny themselves everything that they want, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Dieting. So here's one of the things that I've noticed is dieting. Again, with the yo yo diet, right? So you go on this diet, you're yo yoing up and down, you're denying yourself the things that you really want to eat. And then you get upset or or your depression rears or your anxiety rears your panic rears and whatever's causing that that trigger you emotionally eat to self-soothe and you binge right and it's eating an entire bag of oreos or whatever it may be and then you feel sick after not just physically sick but emotionally sick from the from the shame and the guilt and just gross you're just feeding a pattern of self-hatred
1: yeah that happens for a lot of women um you're right on target and then there's a whole other group of women who have the same emotional shame and blame um but they're not necessarily going to the gym and working out and they're not necessarily um denying themselves certain foods they uh eat whatever kind of foods they want and they and they and, But there's a whole shame and blame constantly going on and while they're eating one meal they're already thinking about the next meal Um, and their brain is just constantly on the food and like you and. And some of them have tried diets, some of them haven't, but it's the constant pull to food to soothe the emotions that they haven't figured out how to process from their past, or sometimes things are coming in in the present too. Like you said, like something triggers your um, anxiety or your depression, or just it's a high stress time um, so that you don't know how to deal with it. So that's the thing of getting underneath because you can try 500 different ways of eating, all different ways of exercising and it works for a little while, and then it doesn't work. Or you, like you said, like somebody can have a body that's just right for them. Somebody could have a body that is considered like a model's body, quote unquote, like, you know, that's changing, luckily, um, what a model looks like, which is fabulous. Um, but in what we, our brains associate, you know, the skinny model, you can be super skinny and still have the same shame and blame going on inside of your brain. It has nothing actually to do with the size and shape of your body. It has all to do with what's going on inside your brain. And that's for me, that's where, because I um, used to be deep down in the hole of emotional eating. I used to have additional weight on, excuse me, let's take a sip of water. I used to be deep down in the whole emotional eating and I had extra weight on, but I wasn't trying to like actually lose the weight. I was just trying to feel better emotionally. Um, I had a huge negative mind chatter. Um, Some people might call it anxiety. I call it negative mind chatter. It just like, I couldn't get it to stop. And then when I hopped into giving myself permission to be like, okay, I'm going to look deeper. And I signed up to work with a coach for in two years and I went in for my own healing to learn and he held the space and the container for me to dive into my emotions and I had a lot of health problems like you said like um you know that mo- most emotionally not all a lot of emotional years have extra weight on their body and it impacts things it impacts your health it impacts your knees, you know, it can impact one thing. So I was having chronic health stuff. I had actually had like chronic digestive stuff since I was little. And um, when I started working on actually dealing with my emotions, my chronic digestive health stuff slowly got better and went away. So it just really does impact on so many levels. Uh, One of my recent clients, She's been having problems with her hip. And um, so we've been doing releasing of emotions stuck around her family situation from the past and healing that. And her hip is feeling better, you know, and she's starting to have a more peaceful relationship with food, things that have been going, you know, it, and it's just mind blowing that you wouldn't think your hip pain would go away without actually like going to the PT or doing exercises. But it's powerful releasing the emotions are literally stuck in our bodies.
0: That might actually be why my hips bugging me.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but the event of family
0: drama I'm going through right now, yeah. Is <laughs> um but it is no and all joking aside and I'm, I'm not even joking my hip does hurt the last I, few days, right I didn't think you were joking no. but um all comedy aside I guess um is that was satire comedy because I'm truthful family drama um it does your your food your emotions and your food do go hand in hand we've done a few episodes on the fact that a lot of our neuro receptors are in our in our gut and so depending on what we're eating how we're eating um if you are emotional um not emotional in a in a negative sense but you're if you're emotionally eating then your stomach's going to know that and crave things that aren't good for you right you're not you're not going to want the the healthier food you're not going to want a more balanced diet not even healthier food but a balanced diet because I don't think there's necessarily a diet diet that you're supposed to have I think we're all supposed to just balance everything. And say oh instead of having you know uh, a handful of chips i'm gonna have a cucumber right and yeah. I still get the great crunch fyi for anybody watching those mini cucumbers are really awesome and you just grab one wash it and start eating it there's, it's great
1: um that's that's our and it, and if you sprinkle a little like um once you're in the first bite sprinkle a little salt on it so it sticks it's giving you that salty that you would give with the chip and the crunch so yeah.
0: my yeah. son's girlfriend eats it with soya sauce but she'll do like soy sauce and a little bit of um what is it soy sauce and a little bit of brown sugar mm-hmm. and she dips it in and it, it's actually not that bad. I tried it the other day. It's not that bad. It's not. It, it's basically like eating teriyaki,
1: uh, <laughs> cucumbers, a little bit. So, um, yeah.
0: But again, it's it's finding those choices. Right. And knowing. Yeah. I think for me, the first part of it is acknowledgment. Right. For for myself and, and, and I'm going to say myself because I drink Pepsi 24-7. I eat whatever I want, whenever I want. I have digestive issues I have health issues right i'm not the healthiest of people my mindset's great and i'm and i'm happy and you know everybody stresses so yeah of course I go through my own stress but at the same time it's you know, it, it is, I do need to eat healthier, right? And and mm-hmm. I know that I don't feel shame or blame for not eating healthier. But I definitely, you know, sometimes I look in the mirror, and I'm like, I really need to do something about that. Um, but again, it, it all depends, I gained a ton of weight when I was living in northern Alberta. And even when I moved here, I gained even more weight. And it was just because being stuck in being stuck, right feeling stuck not Mm -hmm. even physically being stuck but feeling stuck um we lived on an acreage and I felt stuck in that location I never wanted to go anywhere do anything because I felt like I was trapped Mm -hmm. um coming back home to Winnipeg where we where we are now was again we ended up you know when we first moved I was doing trade shows because I do have a product-based business as well I was doing trade shows i was going and i was every weekend i was gone doing trade shows um i was working at you know my part-time job and then covet hit and right and yeah i've been at my computer for the last two years so it's it is different right and that emotional that hey you know I'm hungry I'm I'm kind of the opposite I forget to eat until like one Mm -hmm. or two and then I get violently ill so yeah
1: yeah there's so many layers to it like to any addiction like you said at the beginning and I think a lot of people don't really realize there is a layer of addiction to food and I'm and there's two layers in my opinion there's foods that are literally created to be addictive by the food processing industries. And right. And so of course, you're going to want more of those, like they've literally created it so that you're addicted to it, just like cigarettes, like it's exact same, you know, type of thing, right? You can let go of cigarettes. You don't have to smoke to live. You have to eat to live just like we have to breathe to live so there's this piece where it's the and then the second piece besides that is the addiction of the emotion like there there's the soothing there can be a high form when you're eating sometimes like chocolate's my thing like my go-to thing like i tend to eat what's healthier, quote unquote, chocolate, but it's still chocolate. It's still giving me that caffeine, you know, that uh, emotional boost in my brain. So there's this balance of trying to piece it all and figure out like, what are the little shifts I can make in my food? And what are the shifts I can peel off in my emotions, so that I don't have to go to food to self soothe. And the the you know it's a balance most of the women i work with they actually know what healthy eating is i think most of us do and there's this whole thing with the diet mentality all or nothing you're either on a diet or you're off a diet you're either on the latest quote unquote healthy way of eating you know whether it's keto vegan paleo whatever right because those don't necessarily have to be considered diets. so it can be considered lifestyle ways of eating whole 30 whatever it doesn't matter you're either on it or off it mentality and that creates self-sabotage and crash and burn mentality because it's like oops uh oh. All right, effort it eating now because I had you know that little slice of cake and then I'm off of it and I'm done and you just spiral down from there, and so I like the idea of the added in method where you slowly add in things you enjoy eating. Like you said, you enjoy like the little cucumbers. I'm just using that as an example. Since, you know, it's like you add in healthy things you enjoy eating and make slow, steady changes instead of being like, okay, I'm starting this new way of eating or this new diet tomorrow. And it's really stressful to have to be like, I'm totally changing all my way of eating. I can't go out in the rest of the world necessarily and eat with ease. But when you I've found for myself personally, and then with my clients, when you do the add in method and you slowly change things, add in things healthy that you enjoy eating, you have more peace with it, and you can make it sustainable long term. It just becomes a lifestyle.
0: And i'm I'm big on the one moment one choice. You don't have to diet all the time. Um, how How often do we eat six to eight times a day, right? Depending on the person, four to six times, four to eight times a day, depending on the person. Um, any any amount of time you eat is, is probably fine, depending on, on as long as it's not once a day. <laughs> once <laughs> or twice a day is not good enough. Um, <clears throat> but when you eat, when you go to eat, you make a choice of what you're going to eat. It's one choice, right? That's right? You're not making that choice all day, every day. You're not like, if you chose to diet, you're not dieting 24-7, you're dieting eight times a day, mm. right? It's the mentality behind it. <clears throat> so if you go to have a snack or you go to have a meal and you say, okay, what do I feel like eating? Right? What What does my body feel like eating? <clears throat> On top of that, what do I feel like eating? Am I emotionally eating? Am, you know, you can start asking yourself questions before you eat on, you know, what what choice am I gonna make? And if you decide, hey, you know what? I've eaten a pretty decent amount of, of healthy stuff. I want, um, I want a small bowl of chips, then have it, right? But ask yourself before you eat am i eating this because i really want it or am i eating this to self-soothe am i eating this because i want to diet or am i eating this because i truly enjoy it right there are healthy foods we enjoy we've tricked our brain not to enjoy them right mm-hmm. uh there's foods i refuse to eat i will not eat many forms of seafood and i will not eat mushrooms you cannot not gonna happen i don't even like the smell of them um but again but I'll eat cucumbers and I'll eat peppers and I'll eat, I love broccoli, <laughs> broccoli is <laughs> like my favorite vegetable. Um, but it depends, right? Where my kids will, my oldest now will try anything, right? So if you've got picky kids, my oldest will try absolutely anything. He tried calamari the other day um, wow. and sent me a picture of it and I'm like,
1: oh, <laughs> no, no, no. Um,
0: but again, yeah, like, I understand going back to the to the beginning of the video where you mentioned you know what our parents do. I ask my kids every meal right like I there's stuff that I know they won't eat. I know they won't eat chili right I know they're not going to eat it. So when I'm making chili, I'll make them something else, mm-hmm. but if I'm making something that there's no reason in my brain why they shouldn't like it because it's pasta chicken and whatever, then I'm going to sit it down and they'll be like, I don't want to eat it. I said, you have to try it. Right. You, you at least have to try. Yeah. And then a couple weeks later, I'll make the same thing. I really don't want to try, try it again. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just getting them to know that it's okay to try different things. Right. Um, I've caught my own children when they are bored. Right. Cause that's a huge one for kids. If they're bored, I'm hungry right? Yeah. Um, My youngest daughter is going through a growth spurt right now. And she's hungry all the time. But she's thinning. Like I can Mm -hmm. see that she's thinning. And I think it's because again, she's growing
1: growing, right? Yeah.
0: So for children, there's different needs at different times, right? There is the emotional eating. Absolutely. The self soothing you think of babies. When we have babies, we give them a soother or a pacifier when they're crying. Right, it's that eating motion that right. soothes them. So we are conditioned from birth to, to be to be soothed with food.
1: Um, we are, and then it it's just when it tips over into a place where it becomes consuming in some, in a woman's life or a man, or oh, exactly. um, yeah, it becomes consuming in your life, and it starts impacting your health, possibly. At your emotions because like we know like you said our emotions so impact our whole body health we understand that more and more every day and so that's the piece that I think needs to be honored is to looking at them your emotional pieces because yes we learn certain patterns with our parents around like okay you have to eat your whole salad before you eat the rest of your dinner or you know, um, and I think that's great that you do that, you know, you have to give it a try when you know it's something that's in their realm of what they like to eat. But there's lots of just things where sneak in that we don't even realize sneaked in. Like one of my clients, she had a stomach ache as an adult. Every time she ate, even when she was eating the healthiest meal, and she just couldn't figure it out. And as we were doing the emotional work, peeling the layers around things that going on in her family, we uncovered that uh, her brother, when she was growing up, her brother would tease her and her sister at the table when they ate family meals every time. And so she would rush through eating and get a stomach ache because she wanted to get away from the table. And she hadn't even realized that she was still in that emotional, like it got literally just of trapped in her brain and in her body physically and you know, give her a stomachache. And so when we were able to peel that, release it and honor it, she was able to slow down and know that her brother wasn't going to be teasing her anymore. He wasn't even at the table. So, you know, so there's just a lot of ways it sneaks in. So I just think of women and I just say women because that's the population I work with and support as a, um, food freedom coach, but I just want to, you know, say like, find a way to support your emotions. You deserve to honor yourself and you deserve to be seen and, and figure out how to support yourself. It's not your fault if you're an emotional eater. Um, and there's just layers to uncover because you deserve to be healthy and shine bright.
0: Yeah. So what, um, I know that we've mentioned a couple tips and tricks to emotional eating. But let's recap them before, before we sign off, let's recap them. So we have, you know, avoiding emotional eating, which is easier said than none. Um, But stopping yourself and asking yourself whether or not you're eating because of an emotion or because of you want to, or you enjoy it. So yeah. that, that for me would be the biggest thing is just taking a pause before you eat and saying, okay. <laughs> Yeah. Just check in, check in with yourself and your body before you eat or before you make a meal, and and really just feel into that meal.
1: And, and when you feel yourself being pulled to emotional eating, or even in the middle of it, and you realize it, to stop and figure out what motion is going on so that, and then how you can find other strategies to soothe yourself and support yourself around that emotion instead of with food. Fun.
0: What other ones would you like to
1: highlight? Um, I I think that it's we didn't it's not like a tip per se, but really knowing it's not your fault. Um, and that there is a way out to support yourself, whether you do it yourself or you figure out to find somebody to support you through it so that it doesn't keep going on and impacting your life um, in a way that doesn't feel good so you can get out of the shame and blame and so that your health can feel better
0: yeah one of the one of the quotes i i coined a while ago was our emotions create our reality but our mindset creates our emotions Mm -hmm. so really just understanding your mindset your like what what reality are you creating based on you know your emotions and your thoughts and your beliefs and getting to the bottom of that and and understanding why, right? why it matters, whether it's a belief that you created, whether it's a belief that was instilled in you while you're, you know, in your formative years, and just really under understanding again and and I agree with you that it isn't it isn't a blame or a shame or a fault. it's it's where you're at and that's okay, right? Because it's okay not to be okay. It's okay to, be experiencing whatever it is that you're experiencing and knowing that you're going to you're going to be okay through it that's
1: right that's right that you'll be okay and that there's so many different ways to figure out how to support yourself
0: absolutely yeah absolutely all right well i think that is the end of this episode i have loved talking about emotional eating i'm an eater Um, One of the things, oh yes, one of the things I wanted to mention before we go is there's a difference between emotional eating and there's a difference between emotional eating and gaining an emotion when you eat. So there are certain foods that when you eat, if it's a cold rainy day, if you're feeling down and you have a nice warm bowl of soup, that is totally different. Um, there is an emotion you can receive from eating where it's just the pleasure of eating that food. Um, soup, like I said, soup when you're not feeling well, soup on a cold, on a cold day, right? Um, shepherd's pie in winter, just something warm and feels like it just soothes you the whole way down. And it's just, it's the warmth and it's the, the love made with the food. Trust me. You can tell when food is made with love. I agree. You can tell Um, <clears throat> I do it all the time.
1: <laughs> but
0: yeah, so anyway, I just, I, I forgot I had wanted to mention that, that there is a difference when you're, you're feeling an emotion because of something that you're eating, whether it's a fond memory, whether it is, you know, just something comforting and soothing. There's a difference between self-soothing and soothing because the food is soothing,
1: <laughs> right? And being present with the food, like when it's a cold day and you're like, "Oh, I want to have a bowl of soup to warm me up," and I'm hungry, and you're being present with it versus you're eating a bowl of soup and you're not present, you're stuck in thinking about you know the stressful thing that just happened and you're soothing. Yes, exactly. I totally agree with you.
0: Yeah. All right. <clears throat> well, thank you, Paula.
1: Thank you, Melissa.
0: Very you. much. Um, you're very welcome. I, I love doing these episodes. I think that there's so many topics we could talk about on emotions, on eating, just so many things. And, and I love that we, that, that people like you join me on, on these episodes to talk about important topics that people are struggling with, because there are a lot of people in the world who are struggling with emotional eating. And it, it, it is lonely, absolutely lonely. So for anybody watching, please um, reach out, reach out to myself, reach out to Paula, reach out to somebody in your community. If you know, if you want somebody local, talk to your doctor, but if you're emotionally eating or if you think that you're emotionally eating, reach out to somebody for help because you don't have to do it alone. You aren't alone and there's no shame. There's no blame in being in the emotional eating game. I had to do a rhyme there just because it poked. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, just a family. This has been your episode on emotional eating. I am, of course, your host, Melissa Kretschler. We will, you know, sign up on the website. Sign up on the website for our newsletter at justalivetv.com. You can find Just a TV on multiple social media platforms. If you want to keep up to date on our live streams, on our mini episodes, on our blogs, you'd like to see a topic featured, or if you would like to sponsor an episode, you can do so again at justalivetv.com. This particular episode has been sponsored by a Phoenix Identity, who is offering you a Clarity session to see what's going on in your life that may be causing emotional eating, unhappiness, and just some really nasty, uh, nasty habits. So check them out, link
1: in the description.
0: All right, Paula, thank you again.
1: Thank you, Melissa, it was an honor. And uh, I thank you for uh, letting me share and have a conversation with you and your group.
0: Absolutely. All right, Just a Family, this has been Just the Live TV. I will see all of you on the next episode. Bye.